Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So today, I want to talk about something that has come up recently for me, and it's this idea of money and control. Ah, control. I think as women, definitely as moms, and absolutely as people pleasers, we love control. I know I do. I know I actually crave control. And I think that's because I so often feel like I don't have it. I think that's something that kids will do to you, but it's also just a general feeling that I have. I think that this is something probably a lot of us can identify with, though. Like, we can't control what our kids or our spouses say and do, even despite all of our efforts, which is something that's hits a little bit too close to home for me these days. Um, right? Like we can't control an email or a text that we receive. We definitely can't control the fact that we're still living in a pandemic and trying to manage all of the challenges that come along with it, right? So for all those fixers out there, people like me who, when faced with a challenge, say to yourselves, I'm going to fix this and I'm then going to make a list of 12 things that I can do to solve this problem and within five minutes have six or seven of them already checked off. You all know who you are, by the way, (laughs) and I'm sure you're smiling at this moment. We can feel pretty overwhelmed and defeated when we finally realize that we can't control a situation. If this is you, first of all, please know that you're not alone. You are literally preaching to the choir here. I feel constantly beaten down because things aren't how I want them to be. It is an exhausting, endless cycle. But I'm realizing Despite the fact that there are so many things in our life that we don't have a say in, I'm realizing slowly and painfully that there actually is a lot that we do have a say in. Hear me out on this for a minute. Instead of the actual thing itself, right, like for example, my three-year-old potty training, I can't control whether he uses the potty or not, but what I can control is my mindset around it right? Instead of feeling helpless and frustrated and defeated that he won't do what I want him to do, I can let it go, right? I can just say, you know, hey, if I I can encourage him, it's ultimately his decision. He's not going to go to college wetting his pants, right? (laughs) Hopefully not. (laughs) So because this show is about money, I want to spend the rest of the episode talking about the feeling of being in control of our finances. I felt a lot of anxiety in this area of my life lately since money's been tight. And this week in particular, we've had a lot of of larger expenses, like signing my kids up for summer camp and school vacation activities. I end up logging into my bank account and credit card accounts several times a day 
to the point where my husband actually told me the other day to stop, which is not only a red flag that just something is off in general, but also probably not very healthy for our marriage either. But the compulsiveness here stems from anxiety. And the anxiety is something that we need to pay attention to. It tells us what's out of balance and that there actually needs to be some healing done here. I realized that I was feeling very disempowered and not in control because the expenses just seemed to be piling up. Now, both summer camp and school vacation are things that happen every year, and I could have planned for them, but I didn't. So here I am, right, feeling anxious and stupid that I didn't think about this sooner. So in my efforts to not feel so alone, I started Googling some signs that maybe I'm not as in control of my money as I think I am, or that maybe money is controlling me instead, right? So here are some of those signs, and I'm just going to walk through them with you. As I, was, as I was going through this exercise myself, it was very educational, so bear with me. Signs that money is controlling you. One, you constantly worry about having enough money. Yep, definitely me. Two, you spend money to feel better. Yep, absolutely. Three, you blame others for financial problems, whether that's the government, whether it's your spouse being irresponsible with money. I do this all the time, right? I mean, I just always put the blame on my husband that he doesn't know enough about money or he doesn't make enough money or whatever the situation is. Four, money controls your mood. Check especially if I open up the bank account and I wasn't expecting something in there, right? And five, you judge people based on the amount of money that you have or you perceive them to have. And that is definitely something that I do as well. So what I got from doing this exercise is that I still have a lot of healing to do. This is the kind of work that you unfortunately can't outsource and you can't hire somebody to do it for you. This is the inner work that I think is the absolute foundation for what financial freedom is built on. So if this is you, just know that it doesn't have to be. This is a journey. And just like me, you're probably going to slip and fall many, many times until you learn what works best for you financially and emotionally. So with that in mind, here are some tips that I put together for gaining more control around your money. Some of these may sound familiar to you, and I'm going to go into more detail on all of these in future episodes, so please don't feel overwhelmed. Okay, number one, mindset. Hands down, this is the most important thing that needs to be worked on before you can truly have a good relationship with money, because this is where we build the internal stamina to deal with challenges. This is where confidence stems from. So it's essential to have this as, as the foundation. There's a few pieces to this mindset portion, which I'm going to mention here. And like I said, I'll dig in more on the specific hows of all of this in future episodes, but I wanted to lay it all out here for you. Okay. So within mindset, there's beliefs. We need to challenge those old stories and beliefs that we've had since childhood. I've talked a lot about some of those stories, about m of my stories on the podcast before, in hopes that they're relatable to you guys. It's not 
easy to challenge the things that we've been telling ourselves our entire life. But it's really important to disassociate fact from fiction here. And the other portion component to the beliefs is that you also have to believe that you can do this. You have to believe that you're smart enough and capable enough to be financially successful. I've talked a lot about this on the show in different forms, you know, around worthiness and success. And what I've learned is that if you don't have that core understanding that you can do this, then you're going to continue to struggle. And, and I have a, a core story that I've been telling myself that I'm stupid for a very long time. And that's something that continues to come up in all areas of my life. And it's something that, that I'm going to talk more about on the show in depth. So stay tuned for that. But I can guarantee you if I'm feeling this, I'm not alone. All right. The second component of mindset is values. Again, I've talked about this before, but you know, you need to have an understanding of your, of your core values, what's important to you and constantly be reminded of those because these are your why. This is going to push you through the hard times, right? Intention. So focus on what matters to you and plan for those things that matter. This gets into the concept of reactive versus proactive. And if you're always in reactive mode, like I feel like I am these last two years, it's completely counteractive to feeling in control. It's like everything is happening to you, right? When you set intentions for how you want to feel or how you want things to go ideally, right, um, you'll begin to think and act more in alignment with what matters to you versus getting so caught up in other external stuff that pops up throughout the day and just is there as a distraction, right? The last portion of this mindset stuff that I want to talk about is is work on getting comfortable with your fears. And this is my favorite part, I think, because fear is where we grow and it's where we learn and it's what we need to pay attention to in order to build confidence. I think for every fear that we have, there is probably one or two little tiny baby steps that you can take to today, like right now, to counter that fear. And I am a very firm believer in small steps for big progress, right? So again, I'll get more into this and into more specifics on how we can do this in future episodes, but just wanted to, again, lay it out here. Um, Getting back, so that's all wrapped up into mindset, right? So getting back to kind of those overall tips for feeling financially in control. Um, The second one after mindset, I'm going to say is knowledge. And this one is really for all of you out there who have been avoiding money, you've got to know the basics of what you have. So I always like to, to put together some kind of basic reports or basic summaries, I guess. You know, you want to know your what your assets are. You want to know what you've got as a household. You want to know what your income is, what your expenses are, and what your savings currently are. And as you're putting all this stuff together, I just want to remind you, like, this doesn't have to be fancy. Sure, you can do it in Excel. You can also do it on a piece of construction paper with a crayon. Like, it doesn't matter, right? It's just really important to have an understanding of what you own and what's coming in 
and a general sense of what's going out, right? And if you've never done this before, I know it can feel really overwhelming. So ask for help. There's online tools. There's tons of resources. And you have so much to gain from being curious here. And I also think being honest with yourself is incredibly important. Seeing some of this stuff on paper can elicit a lot of emotions if you're not used to doing this kind of exercise or haven't done it before. I really encourage you to be kind with yourself here and know that this is just one small step in the direction of growth, okay? The third tip I have is organization. You've heard the phrase before, I'm sure you've probably heard the phrase that a messy desk is a sign of genius. Well, it's like, that's actually like totally counterintuitive to feeling in control, right? I have a beyond messy desk and (laughs) I can tell you I feel scattered all the time. If your stuff is everywhere, you're just going to feel more scattered, more overwhelmed. And what I mean by this when it comes to your finances is just get all your documents, all your financial documents, paperwork, physical bills, notes, whatever you have lying around and put it all together. Even just throwing it in a folder right now is a really good start. You're gonna, Even if you start with that, you're going to be way ahead of a lot of other people, okay? And it's going to help you feel at least a little bit more centered knowing that your stuff isn't everywhere. And the other por- component to organization is also the online component to it, right? That's just the physical stuff I was talking about. But you also just have to have an understanding, again, and this is going to come from doing that first step of knowledge of knowing what you have and how to access it. So what are all those, uh, what are all your online banks? What are your different accounts? How, what are your usernames and passwords? How do you get into that stuff? Once you have a general idea of how to access that stuff, then you'll be able to feel a lot more in control, right? So I've got two more, two more tips. The, the, the second um, to last one is um, self-talk. Like we gotta stop beating ourselves up. I beat myself up for past mistakes, future mistakes that haven't even been made yet, (laughs) whatever I'm doing right now that's just not good enough. Practicing self-compassion is so beyond essential when you're on this journey. I'm saying this for myself just as much as I'm I'm saying it for all of you guys listening as well. And, And finally, practice gratitude. This has always sounded so cheesy to me, but that's because I struggle to get in the habit of it. And so, of course, you're always going to reject the things that you're not good at, right? Or that you don't, that, that don't work for you or you're struggling with. When I do it, though, it helps me to focus more on the things that I have and all the good in my life versus lack. It also helps me to, it, it also helps to just drive general contentment. Like, okay, I'm cool with what I have right now. And when I'm generally content, I'm less compelled to spend, right? To spend more money to bring me those little highs that I'm searching for. And instead of those little highs, you know, like I've talked about before, buying myself that sweater that's on sale that just ends up sitting in my closet. Like it feels good for a second. And then I just end up staring at it and wondering why I bought it in the first place. Instead of doing that, this is, this is genuine contentment. This is genuine. Like, I actually enjoy the things that I have. And I'm cool with what I, what, 
all that I have in my life right now, right? So none of these tips, by the way, are magic cures. I'm still going to forget things like those expenses for kids' activities. Things are still going to come up that I didn't plan for or couldn't possibly have planned for, right? We all have that. But continually practicing this kind of work will allow me to be less hard on myself and take the internal pressure off. The idea is to start to feel more aligned and in tune with where my dollars are going. And ultimately, that will bring a natural sense of control. But it takes constant nurturing. And I really love that word. I could say this takes constant diligence, persistence, hard work. All words that would probably be appropriate, right? But I like nurturing so much more because it's softer. It's kinder. And I think... This is what I need to practice more of and what I, what I encourage you guys all to do as well. Okay, so wherever you're at, please know that you can feel empowered and you can feel in control of money and you can do it in a way that feels supportive, encouraging, and kind to yourself. Okay, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share with a friend. And it would be amazing if you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts because that's how I can reach more people. Thanks so much, you guys. I'll talk to you next time.